Visioneers and welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small businesses that not only survived the last recession, but thrive from it. And our guests this week, well, they are showing us the machinery of business here in Kern. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers, and welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week is Clayton Camp, the president of Kern Machinery. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you very much, Michael. For visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do here? My name is Clayton Camp and I'm third generation in the business and I'm the president of the organization, but that really just means I'm the janitor. <laughs> very good. And as the president, you are the sole owner of Kern Machinery. No, no, there are six owners, okay. my, my two brothers and I and our three wives. I mean, each one of us has one wife, so it's three total wives. So six of us. Very good. For Visioneers, we are here in the service department of Kern Machinery, and this is the location that started Kern Machinery, is it not? The department, the service department really is. Uh, we originally started out near Button Willow in our current Button Willow location in 1969 but it was all about service. And mm. so you are correct. That is really uh, what helped us get going was the service department. The service department really is the bread and butter of Kern Machinery, is it not? It, it really is. Uh, all new equipment works, at least for a while. Right. Uh, but the, the critical thing is when something doesn't work, how quickly can we get it up and running? And that's where uh, Kern Machinery shines. We are currently in a recession and some may argue a depression. This is not the first recession that you yourself have been through. How did the business look like back in 2007? 2007 really was, uh, there was, there was crop pattern changes going on. It wasn't, uh, wasn't so much a recession in agriculture as it was uh, in other parts of the country or other businesses, you know, the economic side. Uh, crop pattern changing and uh, so we went from a cotton economy in Kern County more to a permanent crop which would include almonds, pistachios, citrus, table grapes and the like. In doing so you were able to evolve and tell us a little bit about the process that you're currently that you learned from the last recession that you're applying to this one. Well, it even goes back before 2007. I okay. started in 1985 and we were, we were in a uh, recession for agriculture at that point in, in the cotton economy. It's a worldwide commodity and California is a high cost producer. Mm. So it, it had its ups and downs. So we started then and uh, like you said in 2007, gaining efficiencies. Really in a, in a recessionary time for agriculture, what farmers like to do is to become more efficient. Okay. Reduce their costs. Mm -hmm. And that's where we uh, see the silver lining. Even in tough times, uh, the good guys just get better. 
Okay. And so we help them do that. And part of that efficiency is recognizing that John Deere, with whom you're a, a dealer for, is able to cover all lines and all needs and all responses that the farmer and uh, those in the ranching world need, correct? If you were in Iowa and Nebraska, you're very correct. <laughs> but we're not in Iowa and Nebraska. But, but we're not in Iowa and Nebraska. So no, 40% of our business is non-John Deere. Okay. Meaning... Uh, that equipment that services the permanent crops we spoke of, uh, almond harvesting equipment, sprayers for those permanent crops, and that has helped us also weather uh, recessions, having a, a uh, wide variety of equipment that we're able to provide solutions with. Part of the success that you have had here at Kerr Machinery is about having multiple vendors with multiple lines. And you mentioned that John Deere is only 40% of 60% oh, 60 of what you guys do here. How does having multiple vendors of multiple lines help Kern Machinery through droughts and through recessions and help your customers with their efficiencies? We provide uh, harvest solutions and the harvest today is about being the most efficient you can Okay. that the grower is so we sell equipment provide equipment parts service rentals sales that helps our customers become more efficient in the harvest process in their cultural processes uh, like spraying like electrostatic sprayers uh, that use less chemical and use less water and enable the farmer to be in the field longer without stopping so it's those efficiency moves that uh, really drive our business. It sounds like that part of the reason why current machinery has been around for two, three generations? Four, we're working on four. The okay. fourth generation is now working in the business. And a big part of that is because you've been able to provide services and products for your customers to help diversify your base and help actually actively help your customers be more efficient and more profitable for their businesses, correct? Correct, and one of those is the location of the store we're in. Okay. My brother Don built this store about 20 years ago. Just so happens it's on the way to the green waste. Okay. That the gardeners have to go by once or twice a day. So as we expanded into the commercial lawn care business to complement our ag business, it was in a very opportune location. And part of that expansion is making sure that you have quality personnel because you have lots and lots of mechanics who work on all of your gear. We don't have any mechanics. We have a lot of technicians. Ah, and why are they technicians? It's very technical. There okay. are multiple computers on board. Uh, you have to understand electricity, hydraulics, diesel, uh, in order to repair. We don't have mechanics. If visioneers wanted to find out more about you and Kern Machinery, how do they do that? Several different ways. One is our website, okay. which, our, which our daughter Katie is our marketing and promotions. I have to give her a plug. She's done a wonderful job in, in the uh, social media as well as the website. Uh, so we would love to talk to you that way. We do even talk by phone still, so please give us a call. And what's your phone number here at the office in the shop? 661-833-9900.
Very, what was that number again? 833-9900. Very good. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about three philosophies that have been handed down through the generations that have brought forth the success and long-term longevity of current machinery. And also, if you haven't subscribed to the Small Business Celebration Program, do so, and we'll be right back. In times like these, the sharp business owner knows that now is the time to invest in undervalued businesses to move their financial future forward. But how do you find the right business? How do you arrange financing? How do you analyze the prospective business financials and industry information to make the right decision? Do what the proud owners of the tire man have done. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield CA and buy the undervalued business to move your financial future forward. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. We're here with the janitor from Kern Machinery and we're talking about, or at least that's what he calls himself on LinkedIn. You are the third generation of Kern Machinery and your son and your daughter work here and you've got a new grandson as well. This speaks to long-term sustainability of your business. This is no accident. How did, what, well, first of all, what is one of your personal philosophies that has guided current machinery since the challenges of 1985 through the ups and downs of the economy to where we are today? Well, there's, there's a few words that I like to use and remember and, and they are think, care, and try. Think, care, and try. And your customers, when they see that in you, from, from the customer side of the business, when they see that, they appreciate your interest and your excitement and that you're trying to help them. Ah. And uh, Deere has, John Deere, they take surveys and they came to me one time and they said, what is it that you guys do? And that's what we came up with. Think, care, and we try. Because they were asking you, what do you do? And the, the obvious answer is, well, we sell tractors. But that's not what you do. No, no. No, we, we take care of uh, customers that, uh, you know, you hate to call them customers. That sounds like a cold term. But right. it's, we, we want to first establish the business, then establish the friendship. We, we have to take care of business first. Right. Then uh, we like to be friends. But we know why they're here. They didn't come here for a friendship. They came here to get something taken care of first. They had a problem. They had a problem. And we provide the solution. That's right. what we are, is we provide solutions. Part of your long-term success has come from not just what you learned from your grandfather and your father, but also from business coaches as well. Did that philosophy come from coaching or did that come from someplace else? The, the think, care, try words were defined, uh, they, they were a definition of what we were doing. Mm. Uh, Deer asked one time, what is it that you do that 
gives you high marks in customer service because they take surveys and they saw our marks were high. Our score was high from our customers. So our staff, we backed into it and said, this is what we do, how did we get there? And we came up with the think, care, and try. Tell us a little bit about a notable quotable that your father had that influences the way that you do business today and in the future. Dad's, dad, our dad's quote, for me anyway, was um, uh, is listen to your numbers. Mm, not read your numbers. No. What, what does he mean by listen to your numbers? Many times we, we read our numbers, we look at financials or, or scorecards or metrics, but we don't pay attention to them. Ah. So it was listen, meditate on them really, and listen to your numbers because they are the scorecard of your business. Is it, what is it telling you? Give us an example of what you're listening for when, you, for, when you're going through your numbers. We measure ourselves to death. Okay. We, we have lots of uh, reports and uh, metrics, and we set goals. Mm. And if we don't reach those goals, why didn't we reach those goals? Or why is it possibly a poorer performing number or mm. result than what maybe our peers are getting? Because we are in a best practices group, and we measure ourselves against others. Right. So if someone is doing better than you or us, why? Sure. That's, that's what we mean by listening. You have a, an operation here that has many salespeople, has many, many mechanics, has, you have a, large, a fairly large staff that's here. For the business owner that only has two, three, four, maybe five employees, what guidance would you give them on being able to determine those metrics when they may not necessarily have the resources that John Deere has so they can listen to their numbers so they can analyze and meditate and see what their numbers are telling them. Of course, I don't know all industries by any stretch, but I think that some metrics are fairly easy to come by. Okay. And, and I would keep it simple. Uh -huh. I wouldn't measure many. If, if, uh, if it's a smaller staff, it would, I would do something that was um, doable, so to speak, right. and uh, just go slow, pay attention to those numbers, set your goals, and then try to attain those goals, and then increase the number of metrics a year from now, ah, okay. and then increase two years from now. Um, so start simple, start basic, and grow from there. Correct. Okay. Your grandfather also had a witticism. And, and what was that? His was, see what you're looking at. Tell us a little bit about the philosophy behind that. Again, it's focus, as, as was my father's on, on his uh, words. It's, are you paying attention? Are you, are you engaged? Are you invested? Pay attention. Don't, don't be too quick to move on until you understand what you're trying to accomplish. Right. Um, moving too fast can be a painful thing. Uh, it's sometimes very necessary, but see what you're looking at. He, he, was a, he had an ag background. He was a cotton farmer. Right. And so there would be a weed in a field or weeds. And he would have somebody and, and he would, someone would say, there's no weeds in that field. 
<laughs> and he would respond, see what you're looking at, there are. Is there an example that you can give from your, your recent experience on how you've learned for yourself to pay attention when bad advice was extremely poignant and you went, you know what, I should have listened. You know, failure or, or, or not accomplishing your goals is not failure, it's education. Right. And there's been business instances in the last several years that we got an education. How so? Well, we, we, uh, we expanded our business and thought we had good information going in. Mm. The information wasn't as good as we thought. Ah. Should have done some more homework, possibly. Ah. So uh, don't move too fast. Maybe you haven't gathered all your thoughts uh, on, on expansion. For us, it's, it's a slow process. It should not be fast. Uh, and I, what I've come with is every time I do something fast, I mess up. So, so it's sometimes you need to move fast, I understand. But when you can take the time to uh, understand better, it, it, it works better for us, for me. When we come back, we're going to go into more of the philosophies of the business and also how you get to those ideas when we come right back. Can you believe our 100th episode is right around the corner? Neither can I, but who would you like to see as our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode? Well, if you've got a thought, leave their name in the comment section below and your guest of your choice could be here on Small Business Celebration for our 100th episode. So leave your thoughts in the comment section below and who knows? Your guest could be our guest here on Small Business Celebration's 100th episode. We're here with Clayton Camp, the president of Current Machinery. You are an avid cyclist, are you not? Well, I enjoy riding my road bike. I'm not uh, the, the centurion rider, but, <laughs> but I do enjoy the exercise and I enjoy the, uh, the solitude and the, and the tunes that play. Why did you get into cycling? Uh, I'm getting older. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I can say that, right. Mike, but sure. um, the, uh, the the knees were hurting a bit, and, and right. uh, so the bicycle is easier on my joints. And uh, but I, I really enjoy covering some ground and and listening to music and just zoning out a little bit. Are you one of those people that when you cycle, or one of the reasons why you cycle, is it gives you a chance to think about the things that are going on in your life, in your business, without distraction? Yes, yes. I need that, that zone out time, whether it's in the garden, whether it's on the bicycle, whether it's fishing or hunting, but that time um, of solitude away from work is important. Why? Life's pretty busy, and uh, work is busy, and you're, you're on point at work, or you should be. And so you need time to rejuvenate, you need time to think, uh, explore. Um, it's, it's critical to have some time away from work. Not too much, but some. Your participation in the family business has gone back generations. And you've learned a lot. You went off to college? 
I did. And you were going to go into the family farm business, were you not? I was. And what happened? Well, I, I was, I did graduate with a crop science degree, thought I was going to be a farmer for life. Right. I was on the family farm until the opportunity came to go into the store, uh, the stores, and so I, I did that. And uh, uh, a, new, a new part of life started then. But you also learned a very important life lesson in that transition. What happened? I enjoyed starting planters. When, when I went to the store, we were selling cotton planters, had two salesmen, I would go with them. And for visioners who don't know, what's a planter? A planter is a, what we were selling was six rows, plant six rows at a time. It's connected to a tractor, pulled okay. by a tractor. Uh-huh. And you're putting seed in the ground and uh, you, in hopes that it will sprout. Right. And in this case, it was cotton. Cotton okay. was king at this time. And so we were, we were planting cotton in all types of soil. And repeatedly, I would tell the salesman, this guy's cotton's not going to come up. Right. Our, our planter's doing okay, but his soil is... Because you knew everything. I came off the camp farm where I had been planting cotton successfully. Right. So I learned that there's a hundred different ways to do something because all of this cotton that we were, that I was with the salesman in the field, it came up in conditions that I thought were terrible. Right. And so I learned that that farmer knew his ground better than I did because I was not on his farm all the time like he was. Um, so it, it was just a realization of you need to ask questions uh, and that there are there is more than one way to do something. That philosophy of knowing or learning in your case that there's more than one way to grow cotton also is a lesson that has been one of your crowning achievements recently here in the store with your staff as through education. Tell us a little bit, first of all, from your own personal experience, because we mentioned before that you have a business coach in addition to your family. Why is an outside coach, why is outside training for your management and staff, why is that so important for the long-term success of your business? We need, we need the best ideas, mm -hmm. and we may not know those best ideas. We may be so introspective or introverted um, that we don't search elsewhere. Mm. And we continue to try to improve. That's really, we're on con the, the cliche, the continuous improvement really is true. If you're not trying uh, every day to get better, uh, you're, you're failing your business. Ah. Or maybe, maybe your family, maybe yourself. So the goal is, is to find those things that help you excel. And to think that you're going to come up with all of the best ideas is uh, very far from the truth. So a business coach helps uh, find those ideas. It also, he, she, also helps you look at yourself and your, the way you address situations and people. So. Um, it's just getting a, another set of eyes. We're also in a best practices group with other peer dealers from across the nation. Um, it doesn't have to be across the nation. It can just be somebody else that's as interested in improving as you are. So everybody's got good ideas. 
and the key is to harvest those ideas anytime you can. And part of that personal growth is reading and learning. And you're a big history buff. And what are you reading right now? Right now I'm reading Undaunted Courage, uh, Stephen Ambrose on the Lewis and Clark expedition. Very interesting. Why, why, what's so interesting about this book? Those guys, it was uh, crazy what they were going through. <laughs> okay. Um, their, their odds and we live in such a cocooned world, we know all the answers almost before we start. Those guys, every day was a new day for them, yet they kept on and kept going and they completed the task. Part of also your personal development and your, your personal growth has come from the training that you're encouraging your staff to go through. And what is the, and this is, this is a big deal for you and for your business. And we touched on it briefly a moment ago, but what is the training they're going through right now that seems to be working very, very well? The Speed of Trust is a book um, by Stephen Covey mm. that uh, is helpful in um, realizing that relationships are, are built on trust and, and how you can be perceived in your actions and your words um, and how that you can build trust or you can destroy trust. Wow, this sounds like there was a personal lesson in there for you. Failure is not failure as you might think, it's an education. Hmm. So, I've been educated a lot. <laughs> failure is only failure if you don't learn. Correct, from it. correct. Failure is the second time around. <laughs> right. First time is just education. Sure. What is one thing that you would tell Visioneer Nation that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Ask questions, don't make statements okay. in, in exploring your customers' needs if, if you're in a customer service business. Um, back to that, care. Uh, care about what you're doing, care about the customer you're serving. Right. Um, and it, it it's, sounds pretty easy to say, but it's, it's taken that extra step. It's just good customer business, and we reevaluate ourselves either through surveys that are, you, you can sign up for a survey, it doesn't have to be, if you're not with a major manufacturer, you, you can still get a survey company. You right. can get a ghost shopper, that's surprising. Really? We, uh, we have signed up for a ghost shopper service with Deer and... Um, First of all, what is a ghost shopper? Someone who comes in, acts like a customer, right. but really isn't, to see how you respond. Right. Uh, it's especially on, uh, on riding equipment, uh, small tractors, uh, riding lawn equipment, on how you know, questions follow up, did we call back, did we, were we helpful, knowledgeable. Uh, I would really encourage a ghost shopper program if, if you're not already involved in one. It'll open your eyes. You think you're good? <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. That outside eye, like you were talking about with the coach, that's that outside eye to take, take an eye and see what you're doing is quite revealing at times. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, Clayton, this has been a real treat and a real privilege, and thank you for being on Small Business Celebration and joining us, and we look forward to having you on again soon. Thank you very much. In times like these, 
The sharp business owner knows that now is the time to invest in undervalued businesses to move their financial future forward. But how do you find the right business? How do you arrange financing? How do you analyze the prospective business financials and industry information to make the right decision? Do what the proud owners of the tire man have done. Turn to Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield CA and buy the undervalued business to move your financial future forward. Call Sunbelt Business Brokers and Advisors at 661-323-2358 or visit them at sunbeltnetwork.com forward slash bakersfield-ca today. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world not as it is, but as it could be and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.